Listening to the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. And I can't sugarcoat it. This won't be easy, but I'm here to make the process, what's the word? Palatable. It's what I do. You'd be hard pressed to find anyone with more experience. I bet ever since you downloaded this podcast, you've been walking around like a zombie, am I right? Yeah, I thought so. Just know this my number one priority is your peace of mind. I never stop thinking about it. My name is Robin, and let's take this journey together. What do you say? Wow, that was long. Uh, I'm Stephanie, and I can get you a bazooka if you need a bazooka in 15 minutes at cost. Wow, that's short. Uh, and we, <laughs> yeah, we have a guest here with us today, uh, our good friend, Dare. Dare, welcome back to the show. Hi, thank you. Uh, I believe the last episode you were on was for Patriot Brains, and we all cried together. Yes, it was so mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for showing up for the rewatch. Um, any reason, perhaps, why you might have picked these two episodes in particular? Well, because, Robin, you told me I had to pick two. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, because Grumpy Old Liv is one of my all-time favorite episodes, and um, Zombie Bro came right after it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it worked out. That's funny. A lot of people's favorite, one of the people's favorites is Zombie Bro. So you actually like Grumpy Old Live better than Zombie Bro. That is correct. Cool. All right. Well, we'll get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so I have just a tiny bit of iZombie news, and then we'll get right into the episode discussion. Uh, I just wanted to give everybody an update on where our uh, favorite cast is these days uh, while we're waiting for them to show up for season three. Uh, Steph, you actually just saw Leanne Lap recently, right? Yes, and you know we we miss her so much. Yeah, we really liked her. Uh, she was in uh, Timeless this week. She was a day player. She was in only two scenes. Mm. I was very disappointed. Was and you she, know that show. Was she like what? a redheaded villainess at all, or she was a redheaded stewardess? Well, she still had the S and the red, so. She looked great. She had lots of eyeliner. Uh, uh, lots of uh, eyeshadow. Not oh. Eyeliner. Not mascara. Uh, <laughs> eyeshadow. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, dear. Steph was trying to teach me about makeup off, off air, so uh, I just caught her slipping up herself. So uh, that was really funny to me. <laughs> oh, my word. What have I signed on for? <laughs> uh, all right. Also, Robert Buckley uh, is, uh, is going to be – Recurring, or maybe just showing up in one episode of Powerless, which is a new show from uh, iZombie writers Justin Halpern and Patrick Schumacher. Um, you've probably all seen the advertisements. It takes place in the DC universe, and it's just kind of like about regular humans, you know, helping out the superheroes, I guess. But uh, Robert Buckley shows up as uh, the lead act, the, the lead uh, character's boyfriend. Strangely enough, it's something that he might know something about. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he's also secretly somebody else, but I don't want to spoil it. Um, so mm. so uh, check it out. I'm not sure what episode he's on, but 
there's two more. There's, uh, of course, we know Rose McIver is going to be showing up on Once Upon a Time. I just wanted to tell everybody it's episode 14, and that's going to be airing March 26th. So mark your calendars. And the other date I have for you folks is for the Vampire Diaries series finale. That's David Anders is going to be showing up as uh, his uh, oh, character. yeah. Um, John... Uh, Uncle John. What's the last yeah, name? Yeah, Uncle John. Uh, I forget uh, the family name of that show. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, will remember. I keep thinking of the, the actress's actual name. Gilbert. 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 There we go. So. John Gilbert. Yeah, you know, the, as the series is wrapping up, they're bringing you know everybody back from the, from season one. Have you been watching it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I, I kind of lost track of that once. Like the original started airing, I was like, "All right, I think I'm jumping off." Is this is this the um, the CW Teeny Bopper Vampire Show? Yeah, oh. but they they skipped ahead, so now they're like parents, or oh. Caroline has children. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they skipped oh, ahead five years. Oh, they they, they sourced everybody. Soap opera rapid aging syndrome. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, what's that? Uh, all right, so this that series finale is called I Was Feeling Epic, and it will be airing on March 10th. Uh, Anders actually uh, tweeted a, a photo of, of his chair that said his name and the Vampire Diaries on it. So he's on set filming, apparently. So um, In Georgia. Yep. Okay, so uh, let's get into our episode discussion. And, of course, these are rewatch uh, podcasts, so we're not going to be covering every single thing. But if you are new to the rewatch and new to our podcast, just know that we have actual, like, hour-plus episodes all about each of these individual episodes. And I have the links in our show notes. So, all right, let's start with Season 2, Episode 1, Grumpy Old Live. We're back after that huge finale. Yeah. Uh, Dara, are you rewatching with us? Um, not in good order. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, something I noticed is at the end of season two, they lightened up on their, uh, Liv's makeup is not so harsh. Hmm. Like she's, she has color in her cheeks and her lips are pink. Like before she was just very white with goth girl eyes. Yes. Yeah. And now it's, it seems to be, uh, Oh, you mean not in, so in season one, harsh. and now in the beginning of season two, she's her makeup's being is is better. Yeah, it's yeah. the softer side of zombie lip. <laughs> yeah, not this is you know not better, but just different. Yeah, less harsh, not so hard looking. Well, you can almost explain that away, like instead of being like, oh, you know, the makeup people got better or whatever. You could also say just Liv got better at doing her makeup <laughs> while she was on a summer break. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's amazing what blush can do, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't I know it. <laughs> now you do. <laughs> With all your fresh tips from Steph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was at Dragon Con and I was doing my makeup, I showed you a picture and you said, more mascara, more mascara. I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> but you meant eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, of course, you were you were cosplaying as Liv, so. And you have three girls. You need to know these things. They don't do their makeup, and the two of you them don't even do four. makeup. Yeah, well, they will. All right. 
I don't think people tuned in to listen to this, but we'll argue about this later. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, Live sleeping under a a newspaper in front of the History Channel is hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Because what do old men do? That's what they do. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Clive asks if she's had a vision. She says, I've had a vision of you leaving me the hell alone so I can get some shut eye. (laughs) Which is <laughs> uh, I actually forgot that we see the victim in the teaser as uh, the woman's like jogging by all these different people. Like one what of the people we see is, is the victim. I don't know. I'm sure. I, I'm sure it's kind of catchy. Yeah. Um. Wait. I think I it's uh, the Hooters. All you zombies. If I'm not mistaken. There's a band called the Hooters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hooters? They're affiliated with the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> the Hooters, like the nineteen eighties band, the Hooters, and we danced. Uh, maybe, maybe the same type. I'm sure I'll have a uh, music of season two episode uh, at, at the end of our season two rewatch, and I'll, I'll probably, maybe I'll have more information then. I don't remember. Um. Oh my gosh, live making remarks about Asian drivers, <laughs> and oh it's like, like. Uh, if I did, if you weren't my friend, I would be very offended right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I remember reading about how this is like Rose McIver's least favorite episode, just because she had to say all these awful things. Yeah, yeah, she gets a little racist here and there, but uh, little that's you know he, grumpy old white man. Yeah, I mean it was kind of perfect. And I mean, they, all they left out, the only thing they left out was the fox deuce. They're oh, like grapping about fucking. Yeah, uh, I liked I, I liked when she commented on the uh, on the t shirt. She said, "Your t shirt is stupid. That's meant to be literal." And just the way she said it, I fell out. <laughs> it was so funny to me. Yes, I love that line. Uh, what else? Um, oh, there was a couple things. In this episode, and it might have even helped you out, Dara, who you who haven't been rewatching, so you might have been needing a little like reminder of what's going on. And both mm-hmm. Ravi and Clive uh, both have these like you know long you know they I guess you could say they'd be really saying this in real life, but like Ravi has this whole thing where it's like. Uh, he's like passive aggressive and he's like, Oh, whatever happened to that tainted utopian? It reminds me, yeah. where, you know, and, and like goes over what actually happened with that and kind of reminds us where we're at with the cure. Mm-hmm. And then, but it didn't sound too exposition. Right. Right. And me, and, and the Clive one is just Clive, Clive asking about where major's at. Mm-hmm. And like, th- this is why Clive is looking for major because of these events. Because so. yeah, because he uh, is very suspicious of Suzuki because Suzuki's wound seems self-inflicted, mm-hmm. right. and they're giving Suzuki these this medal, and he's uh, like, "Yeah, we sure do like to you know honor our own." Mm-hmm. So he doesn't think Suzuki actually uh, you know deserved a medal. No, and definitely doesn't. You know, once we yeah, and, find out he's behind all those teenage runaway bodies being blamed on some other people. So can I just say though, that Clive is impeccably dressed in this episode. <laughs> I love his clothes. <laughs> I know. And they, he looks good in them. Well, last season he wore the, uh, brown, brown leather blazer 
type jacket mm-hmm. that I really liked. What what was it in this episode that looked nice? Well, he had on like a nice sweater, and I, I want to say his jacket was brown. Oh, it might still in be the beginning. Brown. And nice jeans, and it was all very coordinated. I appreciated it immensely. That's all. <laughs> well, he's one of the good ones, right? Uh, <laughs> I can't even say it. Oh, like, my God. It's another line that was like, cringe. Oh, that was hard. That was hard to take. <sighs> but it's it's funny. Be- that No, that's not funny. I'm skipping ahead now in my thoughts. Um, oh, please skip around me, all you want. To me, Clive is kind of a grumpy old man <laughs> in a young man's body. So it just I just chuckled all the way through. Well, you know. He's he's a straight guy, you know. He's he's out of the loop at this point, and I'm looking forward to seeing how that changes in season three. But at mm. this point, you know, he's the one actually talking sense, and you get those Clive reactions every every episode. Um, so uh, I liked the reintroduction of Blaine in this episode, and uh, the two things that I really like. I mean, I, I referenced his speech, of course. Referenced. I quoted the entire thing at the beginning of the podcast. Um, uh, but it's just perfect that he's working at a funeral home. And shady plots. Shady plots. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the two things that I wrote down in my notes, I, I love the part where he's talking about how Liv shot him and it pans over to Liv and she's smiling about it. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, he says, uh, somewhere out there, Major Lily White, the most presciently named zombie of all time, roams the earth. And Liv <laughs> says, Whitey Shamblemore begs to differ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we see Chief for the first time in this episode, and is this this is the episode where we meet? Do we meet Don Donnie in this episode? Yeah, Donnie, Donnie. yes, right at the yeah. end. Yeah, and he gets yeah, revealed about more zombies. The, yeah, the second episode we see more of him. Yeah. Can um, you talk about? So, uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Dare. No, oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to bitch for a second. Can Please, I say bitch. On? Uh, we're not on the radio. Okay. We're just in some uh, dude's, uh, uh, some dude or some girl's uh, iPhone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, then hi, dude, okay. girl. Thanks for joining us. Um, can we discuss the rat habitat in for New Hope? It's much too small. This has bothered me the entire series of when, when it comes to the rats. They don't have them housed appropriately. <laughs> uh, it's just... I, I think I, I think we should let Rob Thomas know about this. Well, I feel it's important. What if the rat isn't exactly alive? Is that okay to cage no, them? Well, no, Rob. No, <laughs> there needs to be an appropriate habitat. <laughs> okay, I'm done. All right, all right. Rob, okay. Rob Thomas or whomever's in charge of all that set business, pay attention to the rat habitat. Well, I'm sure. Being a friend to the rats, um, you're not a fan of them being experimented on either, right? Actually, I'm not. <laughs> so, but but I understand. In this case, I understand. Uh, so, I we, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we start learning about the new power in this episode: the majors, major and Blaine's new power, which is zombie radar. And did either of you, I I was trying to, of course, I kind of just watched these and took very little notes. So maybe it just flew over my head. Um, I just can't remember. Why is it that Major 
does not pick up Liv on his radar, but Blaine does. Ravi says something about like she's domesticated you or something. I don't know if it's oh. clear okay. to you guys. Uh, because Liv scratched Major. Oh, so she's his sire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Oh. So Liv did not sire Blaine. Uh, right. 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 Okay. right. Oh, wait. Yes, she did. <laughs> this is my theory all along. Does this mean my theory is busted? Okay. That's, that's how I'm busting your theory. That's my theory. It's gone. Dare, my theory is that Liv infected Blaine and Liv's the reason why Blaine's a zombie. <laughs> I, the people, oh, I feel, from I, the boat. I, I, I feel bad. People have heard this theory about a hundred times, so maybe I should just tell you off the podcast. <laughs> no, I think I think you might have shared it with me. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I yeah yeah um, yeah yeah. So so that does bust my theory. If that's true, if that's mm-hmm. true. Um, and uh, and I wanted to like I was I couldn't wait to find out how or because I couldn't remember. Yeah, I know. You know, live live. Uh, let me get my thoughts together. I'm sorry. Blaine just killed Lowell. Yeah. How is how is Liv going to work with Blaine and have anything to do with Blaine when she knows this? But now that he he is cured, that's kind of di- a different situation. He's a human now. Yeah, she can't just kill him. But and yeah, she can't she's... turn him into the police because he has too much information. And she's kind of threatening threatening him by saying, we don't know what's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we need you to give us more tainted utopium so we could con- continue our uh, research. Right. I, we do have we do get a hint of the timeline here. Um, Evan has been through three months and three surgeries. Liv says in the monologue. So, and then kind of count it back maybe a few more weeks before that. So maybe it's been four months since Blaine killed Lowell. But yes, yeah, it's, it's still not enough time. I'm sure. No. <laughs> um. So we're also introduced to the lovely uh, Gilda, uh, Rita Gilda, here in this episode, <laughs> and. And what I wanted to track was, you know, it's revealed episodes later that she is, um, she's Vaughn's daughter. Uh So it was very odd to me when she first comes back into, um, the office, uh, when we're, when she, you know, we first see her in the episode, she's coming into Vaughn's office and he's conference calling and playing some like Wii tennis or something. And she like leans over in front of him and puts papers down on a table and he makes this motion, you know, as he's using his hand for a racket for tennis, he makes this motion Uh like he's about to slap her on the rear. (laughs) I don't know if you guys noticed. Uh, No, but I didn't. didn't, Yeah, I didn't notice anything fishy. Like, was that, you know. I wasn't, I, you know, it kind of puts you off and like, if you don't know that she's his daughter, like maybe she's, you know, something else. Like Not maybe they weren't, sh- yeah. they weren't sure how they were going to play it at first. Mm-hmm. Maybe they realized the age difference was too much. And she, and, and another thing that happened in the scene as he's hanging up the conference call, he says, one love, sayonara, hasta pronto. 
and the camera shows uh, uh, Gilda mouthing along with that, uh-huh. like she like she's that heard all. that a million times. Mm-hmm. But I don't think yeah. we ever hear that again. <laughs> no. I don't think so. Maybe it wasn't that important. Nitpicking. Um, so yeah, we have three hundred and twenty-two uh, zombies out there now. Who knows how they got zombified? I don't think we'll ever find out. But uh, Major gets his assignment in this episode. Uh, and uh, I think it was from here on out when we were out, when we were podcasting about this originally, we were talking about how is it what's the morals of Major disposing of these uh, bodies, and then it's implied later on in the season that uh, well, it's not implied; it's outright shown that he's been storing them in in a freezer in a storage locker. And yeah, and this guy, this guy was saved, right? Yeah, he was. He's in the he's in the freezer later on in the season. So, so major is it, it, major is obviously having a hard time with his conscience. So he's doing utopium to deal with his conscience, but he's not doing anything wrong. Well, he did take this guy away from his kids, away from his family. Yeah, but it shows so. at the end of Good, uh, Grumpy Old Live how he is dumping this body bag off a bridge—a very heavy-looking body bag, by the way. And and when we see his storage locker later, we see that he's got mannequins hung, and I guess we're supposed to put together that he's just putting mannequins in body bags and maybe, dumping them off. Maybe he's putting rocks in them too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, not much. Give me the sketch artist. Oh, oh my gosh, Clive asks Liv if she needs an aspirin, like a lady. A lady aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so funny. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, yeah. He gave it right back. Jimmy, I was, I was thinking, we, you know, we've been watch, rewatching, and these are almost, it's almost been like binging, and we, ha- we've seen Jimmy recently in an early season one episode, and I swear in this episode it was as if he inhaled a bunch of helium before he talked. His his voice was so like high and nasally. I don't know, maybe it's just me. I, did, I didn't know which one. Ooh. Jimmy, the sketch artist. Oh, that like hates Leo. Like <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they're like oil and water. And especially when she's, you know, grumpy. Mm-hmm. Live. Oh, I forgot and, to mention. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say how Wendell obviously hates America because he watches soccer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, wait a second. No, it, it was uh, it was Byron that watched soccer. Byron. I Who was Wendell? Meant. Wendell's the old guy that died. Oh, I've been writing Wendell. <laughs> Byron Wendell. I felt very sad about how that whole thing played out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's what like. I noticed a... uh, I'm sorry. Somebody talk. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> no, I just I, I was having a lot of feelings. Yeah, me too. You know, I said, "Oh my gosh!" You know, I mean, I have four dogs, so I yeah. know how I would feel. I would well, probably that's... get a little crazy. Yeah, I, I've got in my notes. If somebody killed my dog, exclamation points. Yeah. yeah. You know. I, yeah. That's that's my child practically. Mm-hmm. Both these episodes yeah. uh, really, uh, and I remember talking about this last last season. You know, when we were originally reviewing these, like, wow, it's weird that they're making us like empathize with these killers, like these murderers. Mm-hmm. Like, you almost like feel oh, these, these guys are not, there's yeah, they're not bad guys, right? They have uh, they they have a real. Uh, uh, 
you know, something that you you can understand this. You can understand you can how them and, you can relate to somebody. Yeah. yeah go on. I mean, the second murder is a little is is, a, is premeditated and, and it, it was planned out. You know, uh, yeah. with Byron here though, it is just this one brief moment of like you know insanity, and it, it was all over. <laughs> But you and you see that you know yeah. in him and that realization and oh gosh it broke my heart and then when he's having to say goodbye to the dog oh, oh god my heart broke yeah but uh, yes the zombie podcast ha- takes a uh, very big stance on the fact that it's not okay to murder people though okay um, <laughs> uh, two more things I, I have two more notes for this episode one is uh, I forgot to mention uh, Vaughn's line about the submarine and the sailor closing the hatch on his comrades to save lives and that's the kind of person that you know he is or whatever he, he really identifies with that kind of guy and I don't know if you remember either of you remember but that line comes back in the finale oh yes right in the elevator major yes. says that back to Vaughn oh which I didn't remember when we watched the finale. I, you know, I remember reading about it later, going, "Oh, that was that was in the premiere." Okay, but now it's I'm like, "Aha! You're gonna hear that again, buddy." <laughs> and uh, the the revelation that Liv is living with her uh, her new roommate, uh, Gilda, and <laughs> it's great that she's sitting there on the couch watching Zombie High, which is just something we'll hear more about later. <laughs> Uh, and she's watching the television and Gilda's looking at her smirking and, sh- and Liv is looking at the TV going, no zombie, dumb, dumb zombie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you either of you have any more notes about this one? I think that's all I have. Yeah. yeah that's it. Oh my God. Let's get into zombie bro. <laughs> no more obnoxious white dude bros. Dude bros. Oh, so many dude bros. Now, I liked this this next one. I liked it, except I feel like there were a lot of times when Liv was on the zombie bros, uh, the, the, the zombie bros, she was on the bros brain, mm-hmm. but she dropped, it's like she dropped character. It's like we forgot. It's like the writers forgot that she, I don't know. It that was that just, she, was uh, on that, she was on that brain? I yeah, felt, it was like, like that she. Too. Okay. I almost felt it as like my I'm I'm kind of like trying to figure out how it works. You know, uh-huh. it's almost as if like things are getting serious, like things are really ser- like majors in trouble, things are serious, like it drops, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but like when she's surrounded by the bros, like she can't help but just pick up on their rhythms and you know, continue it on. Yeah, and she was just being non-professional. Yeah. Like when they were in the frat house and she was trying to prime the keg or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uh, one of the best introductions to a brain is that she like finishes and then she's about to leave and she, like she hangs up the phone, turns and burps loudly. <laughs> 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 oh, I also noticed another parallel to uh, season one, episode two, which is that the body... Like that we start out with Liv and Robbie coming upon a body that's on the floor and the camera is kind of shooting from the floor. I'm not sure if that's oh, a Diane yeah. Rogeria right direction in the script. Like, you know, we're looking up at them, looking down at the body. But that was a very nerdy thing <laughs> to point out. But um, 
And uh, yeah, so we have uh, Blaine trying to get his Utopium Empire started and running a little scam to perhaps uh, uh, get Stacy Boss arrested by basically. Oh, when he goes to the DA. Yeah, DA Baracus. <laughs> Greatest name ever. Uh, yeah. yeah, because because if he gets these white kids murdered, then it's going to draw some attention. Right. Whereas, you know, the kids from the uh, Helter Sh- Helton Shelter. Helton Come on. That's Shelter. like the best name. <laughs> you know, nobody cares about those kids from, right. you know, across the tracks. But these are, uh, you know, wealthy what kids yeah so it's a great little uh uh scam and then you know then da baracus needs money for this and uh where does blaine go but to daddy dearest and uh and uh and he tried to get he got blaine in the wharton business school isn't that where donald trump went oh dear god hey that that name's (laughs) not allowed on this podcast (laughs) wait how prestigious i mean like does any like, never mind. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I wanted to mention that um, uh, we're starting to get scenes. Like, well, it, it's interesting that you know these first two murders are people that you kind of feel bad for, but then I noticed that strangely enough, we're now getting uh, the. Some, you know, a bit of sympathy for Blaine too, especially with this uh, this scene with his father, and we hear about the horrible things that his father has done to him. You know why he might have turned out the way he did. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I, you know, I wonder if they're kind of pushing us towards that. And I also still wonder if Blaine's going to be like a good guy next season or what. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just, you know, first we see him sawing up runaways and um, <laughs> having this huge brain industry and, you know, murdering people left and right. And now we're just rooting for him <laughs> a, a little bit. You know, he's still kind of a, an ass. Scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> but Shady plots. <laughs> shady plots. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's just so dis- – what disturbed me more this time was how uh, major – like Liv had her phone or something, and Major grabbed her phone and you know destroyed it because yeah. Von de Klock is listening to everything. He's everywhere. Like that's just um, just so sad to me that he's mm-hmm. got that much control over Major. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I wrote down in my notes, truth talkers. You know, first Ravi is just bl- blurts out that she's a zombie, and the cab driver's like, "What?" Um, and then Major. <laughs> Says like they can always hear you. You know he's kind of telling the truth as well. And uh, yeah, this is oh where the, the the bro act kind of drops, though. Yeah, and that that scene in the bathroom later, and it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Where Major's just uh, like, I won't let anything bad. Ha- I won't let anything happen to you. And, yeah, but then he's a jerk face the next day. <laughs> yeah, well, he's he's hooked on the you. Which I don't. I have to say, I struggle with that whole majors hooked on yeah. drugs thing. Yeah. It just, I just don't. It's it's a little. It's, it's far reaching for me. Yeah, it given is, given but, the character perhaps. But he's trying to emotionally distance himself from her. 
and just from everything, he's feeling terrible. He's wa- he's he's like we watch watch him watching the news at the beginning of the episode, and just two kids are missing their dad now because of him, you know. And of mm-hmm. course, you know, when you first watch this, you're like, oh, it's because he's they killed him, but it's really because he's just got him in storage. And, and in the like the beginning of the episode, Robbie says, uh, you know, Helton Shelter, Helton Shelter, Helter Shelter, Helton Shelter, that one. Uh, won't give him a good reference, so he can't get a job anywhere. Yeah. So he's resorted to personal training. Yeah, man, I wish Major would train, train me. I mean, yeah. you know, he's oh got like those abs. Looking, yeah, just give me those abs. <laughs> give, give me, hook me up. Um, yeah. I liked I liked Robbie's makeup in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> When he said, this is unacceptable. <laughs> He's so yeah. funny. I love how that scene starts. Oh, God. When Robbie was trying to rap. Oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> and and he was like, Major, I know what we need for the house. We need velvet for the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, the dancing scene. Amazing. Why isn't there like a gif of that that blurry dancing scene between those those two? I, it's really got to be made, uh, Internet. Come on. Can Can I ask about that, though? Hmm. Um, and I asked Nathan this, my husband, while we were watching it. Isn't it true that when they film club-type scenes and everybody's dancing, there's no music playing? Right. And right. they add it later? Uh-huh. It's or just close to mine. Yeah, it's just so. I mean, if there's dialogue uh, in the music, it, it, if there's dialogue in the scene, like when they're yelling at each other, there's probably no music playing. Right. <laughs> but, okay. But if there's not dialogue in the scene, they might play some music. I'm assuming. Okay. And inquiring minds. <laughs> I just think it's kind of silly. Okay, everybody, you know, act like you've got the groove, yeah. you know, and there's nothing happening. It seems like Jason Samuels showed us a video of them because he worked on the vampire diaries mm-hmm. maybe he explained it to us how they did it maybe they play a beat right. you know mm-hmm. and people just kind of dance to the yeah. beat because Every, everybody has to be like to go into the same beat yeah right otherwise it's remember. unfortunate white people dancing <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah uh Ravi's beard gets a name in this episode, Princess Sparkles. <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Ravi is the reason why the the whole drug arc starts. I can't believe you know. Once you watch it again, you're like, wait a second, really? Like you're really gonna make your friend like go do drugs? Go do drugs with me as an experiment? You know, mm. it's kind of a dangerous situation. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be responsible for. Oh. Uh, you know, w- w- maybe maybe you don't like the drugs and you don't ever do the drugs again, or maybe you love the drugs. <laughs> right. You know, I quit smoking maybe about four years ago, three three years ago, four years ago. Uh, it's been a while, but yet it seems like oh, so good close. for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. Uh, I got my coin the other day. Not really. I'm just being an idiot. Um, well, as re- as a respiratory therapist, I am proud of you. <laughs> thanks. Uh, but. <laughs> You know, uh, my old friend from childhood, Mike, would always feel bad whenever he'd see me and I'd be like smoking because he he was the one that gave me my first cigarette and he was still smoking, too. But he always felt like responsible that I turned into a smoker, (laughs) you know, so uh, uh, 
I, I did tell I did tell him that I quit. So um, yeah. did he quit? I'm sure he's still talking. <laughs> oh, bummer, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know why I'm th- oh because of the Ravi and the major thing. Anyway, whatever. Uh, the trivia genie shows up in this episode, which is uh, Candy. Her name's Candy, and she's now a makeup artist helping Blaine out. Oh yeah, she wouldn't let him leave. She was like, oh, "I need to finish up your your makeup <laughs> Yo. because he's trying to pass as a zombie." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, also, I uh, I love the party, the 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 bro party. Lots of fun, a lot of funny moments, especially like Brody, uh, one of the bros, bro D, um, mm-hmm. tells like lives wondering how he got her number, and he says some Jamaican dude at the board gave it to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think I caught that the first time around, but oh my god, hilarious! And you know, poor poor uh, Rita Gilda. Uh, is so deep undercover that she's going to have to wear a trash bag and go to like a frat party to uh, keep an eye on Liv. And I just was paying the, I remember before I was paying attention to Liv and how cr- wacky and crazy she was, but I was paying attention to more what, what uh, Leanne Lapp was doing in this episode. And I, I had to write down her two lines in at the party, which are hilarious. Um, she goes, no, I don't do Mardi Gras beads. And yes, I know I'm wearing a garbage bag. <laughs> <laughs> but she also said, you know, uh, no, I am not drinking anything I did not pour. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's there's no way I'm drinking something I didn't pour myself, and there's no way I'm not drinking. <laughs> Since she walks oh, up to yeah, get a drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like how they, they kind of subtly brought things like that into it, mm-hmm. you know, because what – I mean, I don't want to put a damper on our evening here, but – you know, I mean, look at the culture that is, you know, fraternity culture and what yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah. So I was really pleased by that. I wrote that down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the show is fun and they take opportunities to make comments on society without, you know, elaborating, elaborating on it too much and bringing, making it too serious and heavy. Right, but yeah, but you have to comment on rape culture when you're talking about fraternities, or just you know this this culture of people being jackasses to other people that are less fortunate. Like they were talking about the fat dude that the dog fat, and then the dog. Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. Break down crying when Clive tells her. Oh, oh yeah, so sad. yeah. Because Liv tried to tell him, you know, she probably doesn't know, and he was like, "Of course she knows." And yeah. then he comes out for Kleenexes. Yeah. Oh. Which and is that? That made me very sad, and it made me just really angry. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just and then of course then I got a, a little bit nostalgic and then sad again because of the Lily Taylor River Phoenix film. Talk oh fight. yeah, yeah, that's right. So and then I and then I got sad about River Phoenix and then <laughs> drugs and then I had to calm myself down and here we are. All right. <laughs> And then, then we can move on to the furries, which was extremely disturbing to me. And I oh don't quite understand. I don't get it. Is it's it so a childhood weird. thing? I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I get it, you know? I mean, honestly, if my wife was to wear a Wonder it. Woman costume, I'd be all about that. And But, you know, like, it, and, and I'm sorry, Dare. I just, uh, you know, since you know the both of us in real life, you know, uh, I'm sorry about <laughs> 
putting that image in your head. Robin, that, I've seen you in a towel. It's all fine. All right, right. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's like you fantasize about certain things from your childhood, I guess, and people who are into furries, they're... No, just no. They might. So it is a childhood thing. It's I, nothing. I would think so, yeah. Or just... Like, that's just your kink, man. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It's a free country. Yeah. Do you be you or whatever they you say. Do you. you do you <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, I just I love Liv's it. reaction to it in the interrogation room. I just wrote, uh, we're going to need details and photos. We don't need details or photos. Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> um. I don't think I had anything else. I love the I love that the she wrote fart on Robbie's head because it's like a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that from before. Oh, and I love the homage to the karate kid in this episode that the kid was wearing is this shower curtain costume. So, <laughs> um, is there anything else you guys wanted to mention? This episode was yeah. fun. It was. Yeah, it was sad though. Yeah. I felt sad for everybody. Drunk driving message. Mm-hmm. Don't drink and drive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. So why don't we uh, get this episode headed towards the end here by uh, me pitting you guys against each other in oh, a um, little game of trivia. Okay. All that's, right. This is unfair, Robin, because uh-huh. it's, it's Stephanie. No, it's not. It's very fair. <laughs> I'm telling you. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so Dare, since you are a guest, do you want odd numbers or even numbers? Which do you prefer? Odd? Odd. Okay, yeah. so you get to go first with question number one. Okay. What does Liv keep calling the rat? A phantom menace. No. That's not the right answer. <laughs> no. Oh, no, that's what Robbie called it. Okay, no. What does she call it? Oh, old hope. Bad hope. I'm sorry. No, you didn't get the point. No Uh, hope. No hope. You're so close. Uh, Okay. Steph, do you remember? No, it's something hope, but I can't remember. This rat is our final hope. Final hope. Final hope. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And he says, no, it's a new hope. I wanted to have a depressing name. I call it Phantom Menace. (laughs) (laughs) Steph, where does Liv Uh think her new roommate Gilda works? At the IRS. Ding, ding, ding. That's correct. Good job. Dare, what motion does the bully Rodney say is like flipping you off in Baghdad? Um, <laughs> I remember them saying that. He does something that says it's just like flipping you off in Baghdad. I, uh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. Um, um, I don't know. It's escaping me completely. It's when he put his shoes up on the counter and the table because remember, uh, remember when that guy threw his shoes at George W. Bush? That was so. Oh, no. <laughs> Is that really it? Yeah, putting yeah. his foot on the table. Yep. Steph, speaking uh-huh. of shoes, what kind of shoes are the police looking for in Byron's house? Uh, 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 something. St- uh, something. St- Waffle stompers. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dare. Aren't they really like Doc Martens? I have no idea. I don't either. I, don't I wear the shoes. same shoes all the time. I'm really boring. 
There, what is the name of Byron's dog? Lola. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Steph, do you know? I, I, oh, you guys could both guess that. It's fine. Dare, do you have other guesses? Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm ashamed now because I made such a big stink about the talk. <laughs> I don't even you know her name. A, you should be ashamed. You should be ashamed because you just you're just about done with the uh, the the amazing television show called Smallville, in which you should have immediately been drawn to the name Lana. Lana is the dog's name. Listen, I had the L right. <laughs> Do I get like half a point? <laughs> All right, no, fine. Okay. Point five. I put down <laughs> the scoreboard for you. Thank you. Uh, all right, Steph. What does Brody say after Liv asks Randy how Chad ruined his life? Mm. She says, "How did Chad I ruin your can't, life?" Can't. I, I can't remember. But as soon as you tell me, I'm gonna. It's. I don't know. Dare? Do you remember? Can you repeat the question? <laughs> what does Brody say <laughs> after Liv asked Randy uh, how Chad ruined his life? Lots of names. So there, didn't he? Didn't he? Wasn't he a streaker? And he had to be. He got arrested, and he had to yes. register as a I'm sex offender. I'm not saying offender. what what he got in trouble for. I'm just saying what did Brody say? He he, he went streaking um, <laughs> by an elementary school. No, no. What did Brody actually literally say out loud when Liv said when Liv I asked don't know. Chad? He goes, damn! <laughs> oh my lord. And then it cuts to commercial and it is amazing. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dare, on one of his many recordings, what does Ravi say that is magical? What What does Ravi say is magical, I should say? Oh, man. Ravi, these are really hard. <laughs> uh, da, da, da. Something is magical. His beard? Nope. No. Clive. Clive is magical. <laughs> should be. Should be. <laughs> Steph, um, do you have any idea? I have no idea. The answer is bubbles. <laughs> bubbles oh. are magical. See, when you say it, it just, there it is. <laughs> Steph, what was the name of the blue bear costume? Mr. something. I don't know. <laughs> Dare, do you remember? It was like Mr. Wuzzles or... <laughs> He Mr. has a proper title. Wombus. His name is Captain Wazzles. Oh. Okay. okay. <laughs> captain. My captain. <laughs> yep. All right, Dare. Here's your last chance not to win this game, but to at least pull a point out. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> How does Liv answer due date delete Dermot Mulroney, Dylan McDermott, and Bob Dylan? Who does she say do? Who does she say day? And who does she say date? Who does she say delete? Dermot Mulroney, Dylan McDermott, Bob Dylan. She deleted McDermott thinking it was the other one. Uh, Dermot Mulroney. Mulroney. Yeah. Is that correct? We got to put them in their place. You got to do each one. Yeah, but okay. Does she want? Okay. I'm trying to visualize it now. Okay. So she deleted McDermott. Uh So, So then she would have, what are the categories again? Due date, delete. Deleted him. Delete Dylan and date the other one. No, she's got a, there's a one classification for each. She I'm, does one, I'm, I'm, dates an, another one, and then deletes the other one. I think I'm lost at this. That's <laughs> <What? laughs> fine. My head hurts from this. 
That's fine. Uh, Steph, do you remember? I have no idea. I didn't pay attention. I have the worst trivia tonight. She said she would do Dylan McDermott. So she didn't delete Dylan McDermott. She wanted to do him. Date Bob Dylan and delete Dermot Mulroney. And then Ravi says, after his charming turn, a new girl. And then she says, damn it, I deleted the wrong Dermot. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Wait, who is Dylan McDermott? <laughs> no, in life. Like, he, who he is was he? was like in the practice. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Yes. I know who he is now. All right. Steph, uh, number 10, last one. Blaine tells Candy he wants his makeup to look more Tilda Swinton and less what? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Dare do you remember? I do not. I have the worst trivia tonight. Casper's ass. Casper's oh, ass. Yes. Yes. How I could have missed that is beyond me. <laughs> well, hopefully I, I uh, gave a bit of a challenge to our listeners as we were playing along. But the final score for you two is Steph, two points, Dare, 0.5. Wow. Holy smokes. <laughs> Good job, Steph. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. So we need to do a little bit of feedback. And I don't think we got much. Uh, we got some in the Facebook group. And I think there was a comment. Uh, a couple of comments on our web page that I wanted to mention. Opening that up right now. Uh, oh, actually, no, Efrex wrote in. Let me just do the comments for the web page first. Uh, these are just about uh, my last episode that I did, the music of season one. And uh, uh, looks like Chuck Wu Innocent says, uh, I love the music of season one, it's very interesting. And Noah says, great episode. I'm really enjoying catching up on this podcast, but I've always, and I've always liked the musical choices for iZombie. I'd love to hear an episode like this for season two. My only suggestion, if a season two track list episode would be compiled, would be to make the music and speaking be roughly the same volume. I kept having to adjust the volume on my phone to hear everything. Looking forward to season two recap. Uh, yeah, I got to apologize, Noah. I am a very much amateur hour at putting doing leveling music and voices uh, appropriately. So I will uh, maybe watch a YouTube video on that uh, before I attempt the season two music episode. So, yeah, I listened to it. It sounded great to me. I have terrible earbuds that <laughs> like when you, you know, move them around the levels change. So I, I had no idea that it was mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. I thought I it was great. It. I listened to it and I was like, I could tell like some of the stuff I had to turn the volume down a little bit and then, but I was like, maybe it's not as bad as I think I get to be really picky about things, but maybe I wasn't picky enough, <laughs> but, uh, thanks. Thanks. Um, really, really enjoyed working on it. Yeah. I, I bet it was a lot of hard work. <laughs> it was a lot of work. <laughs> All right. So let me just read this email from effects. Maybe you can take care of the Facebook stuff. Uh, Efrex says, Hey guys, grumpy old Liv on rewatch. I'm stuck, by, I'm struck by just how isolated Liv has gotten five minutes in no Peyton, no major, and now no family. So glad Robbie's petulance at Liv's use of the cure didn't last long. I don't think I could bear to see that relationship go downhill. The case isn't all that much, but Mary black is fantastic as Clara. Oh, oh, that was the, uh, the old, old lady. That uh, mm-hmm. keyed the car. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Especially in that Golden Girls scene, the, the, the poker <laughs> scene. So funny. Uh, Bryce Hodgson is so great as Don E. 
hope we see more of him in season three. The zombie detector twist is weird, but boy does it pay off right away with the Vaughn Major scene. Poor Major, didn't the guy suffer enough last season? The reveal of Gilda as Liv's new roommate is just simultaneously jaw-dropping and satisfying. Not an easy combo to pull off. Zombie Bro, easily one of the best brains in the series. Love the costume party. Brain, fart, Liv shotgunning a beer, everything about it. Ravi's let's try utopium for science bit is just cringeworthy, but it leads to the heartbreak of Major's continued downward spiral. Seriously, does the poor guy ever catch a break? Like the continuity of Mr. Boss's victims getting their throats slit, a theme we'll be revisiting later. Finally, we get a peek into Blaine's character development. Robert Nepper's Angus is yet another deliciously vile character in Robin Diane's portfolio. That's all for now. Be well, Efrex. Thanks, Efrex. Uh, I have Frank's feedback in the Frank Facebook group. These two episodes have my favorite brains. My two favorite brains. Live as grumpy old man was great. Seeing someone in their late twenties telling kids to turn their hats back around is mm-hmm. hilarious. <laughs> Zombie Bro is my favorite episode so far in the series. Live as a frat boy, Ravi, and Major at a party looking for Utopium, and we see Robert Knapper, which reminds me that on April 4th, two of my favorite shows return. I Zombie in Prison Break. Is it April 4th yet? Ooh, I really hope that Prison Break revival is good. I'm nervous of that. Yeah, that last season. But I'll watch it. Really great. Yeah, t- totally. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Marissa in DC says, not much time to write comments this week, so I'll be quick. Live as a grumpy. I'm sorry. Live as a grump in episode one was amusing until her comments took a racist turn. I'm not sure how Clive restrained himself from punching Liv when she called him one of the good ones. <laughs> it, uh, it was also. Because. And it wasn't that she just said, you know, oh, you're one of the good ones. It was that it was the way that other guy was talking to her, like, you need some white in you. And, oh, or, yeah. Uh, oh, you need some color. You need some color in you. You look like you need some color in you. She was he also was calling so, him oh, Tupac, so too. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. It was also good to see Max from Veronica Mars as the dog-loving accidental killer. Although, sadly, that one moment of anger cost him much more than he thought he'd lost. Episode two, on the other hand, was a delight. Who doesn't love the affable party bro? Well, lots of people, as it turns out. But I loved the twist (laughs) that the victim was killed because of what someone else did. There were some uh, great rager scenes in this episode in these episodes Roger. particularly the club scenes although uh, you'd have you'd have thought uh, that waking up in a club bathroom would have scared major off from trying utopium again but considering his new job this season apparently not clive also starts to get suspicious of Liv with this hilarious quote uh clive you're like a box of chocolates from forrest gump i never know what i'm going to get and uh Liv says you're getting chocolate, bro. <laughs> a line that, that I love, but I saw Marissa had it in her feedback, so I couldn't. I didn't. I didn't mention it. Yeah, I love that line. You're getting chocolate, bro. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, uh, that's it for our feedback, and uh, this is the part where we say thank you very much, Dare, for coming over to our uh, um, 
Morgue and your universe recording with us. Yeah. Thank you. It was fun. Yay. And you'll have to sign up for a season three episode for sure. Um, yes, most definitely. We didn't even get you on for season two. It's tragic. Um, uh, so I, I want to tease, uh, next time on our rewatch, uh, I just, I'll just say it. Peyton returns the return of Peyton. Everybody will be happy, especially Frank. Uh, for the episodes, Real Dead Housewife of Seattle and even Cowgirls get the black and blues. Oh, I can't wait to watch that Yay. one again. All right. Uh, see you later, everybody. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for iZombie Podcast, all one word. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin as well at El Robinero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, a friend of the show, Cheyenne, contributes with Photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at Zombie Love. Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes. You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff Angel with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're done. You think anyone is still listening? Probably not. Zombies! Zombies!